Welcome to the Medium Experience. Your interest in mediumship probably got you here, but let's just be honest, I am not your typical medium. So hopefully, you'll listen a little, and my story and the way that I perceive things and this ability will encourage you to stick around. I believe that we are all spirits having a human experience. I also believe mediumship is less of a gift and more of a tool that we all have access to to help us connect to our deepest truths. My name is Jennifer, and I would personally like to invite you into my mind, my heart, and my mediumship experiences in hopes you will find your way back home to the spirit within. Please join me weekly for episodes that support personal growth and healing on the foundation of spiritual connection. I will also be hosting Champagne Channeling on the last Friday of the month where a featured guest will join me for a happy hour and we'll discuss any and all things that promote healing and happiness. Thank you for joining and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you for listening. So if you've listened to the previous podcast episodes, you know that my intention is to get you comfortable with communicating with the spirit within. That is my passion. I really want to provide you with all the information that will assist you in growing and leaning inward and becoming your own best friend, becoming your own mentor. And I've seen a consistency with everyone that I've worked with, and that is the uh, disinterest in journaling. So I'd like to talk to you guys about that today. When I first start working with people, I tend to go back to inner child work every single time. I mean, it's just, it's where we started. It's when we came in and we were just this beautiful, vulnerable, impressionable soul and life happened. And depending on how life happened, that created who we are today. And so it's our job, it's our responsibility as adults to go back and kind of dig up old bones, assess, figure out what really happened and give ourselves permission to rewrite the story. We have a story and then we have our truth. And sometimes the story of our pasts is heavily narrated by our parents or those who are around when we were in those younger years. And we grow up hearing stories, especially if we did something funny or something that was really impressionable on the family. And that story gets so ingrained in our memory that we don't really go into our body and think, what really did happen? How did I feel in that situation? And when we do inner child work, we're invited to go back and re-look at some things, some relationships, some feelings. And when we do that, that's when we really get to find these golden keys that get to invite us into learning more about ourselves and then how to shape our future. And as much as I'd love to dive into inner child work today, I think I'm going to wait a couple weeks and give you guys some information that's a little bit easier to digest. 
Uh, I love that topic. I have gotten certified in training around inner child work, and I do believe it's the foundation of everything. If you want to better your business, go to inner child work. If you want to better your relationships, go to inner child work. If you want to work on manifestation and abundance, inner child work. It truly is our starting point. But when I do work with people, I'm an avid journaler. And I think that when you journal, it gives your unconscious a voice and it also gives your higher self a voice. And so depending on how frequently you do it and how creative you allow yourself to be when you're doing this work, then that can you know be the premise of how fast you grow or evolve. And one of the things that I get resistance or pushback is, what do I write? What do I write? You know, it's not like a diary, like here's what happened today. And I went to the store and it's, it's, that's not going to do anything. You're not telling a story and you're definitely not writing uh, from a place of, oh my gosh, what if somebody reads this someday? And it's hard to get over because probably a lot of us have had that violated at some point. Whether you were younger and your mom read your journal or a boyfriend went through your phone at some point, there's a lot of times where we've been violated for our feelings or the things that we've shared or wrote. And that is going to be a block that needs to be addressed and released for us to lean into ourselves and give ourselves that voice. The point of journaling is to deepen your conversation with yourself and then to try to allow wisdom to move through you effortlessly. You have access to all of the wisdom and answers that you need, but our bodies are our biggest messenger and we are very disconnected from ourselves right now. And so if this is something that you are beginning to do if journaling is not in your everyday practice. Oracle cards are amazing. I think that they are something that are just such an easy tool. They're visually beautiful. I guess that depends on which deck you get. They have so many decks. Anything that you're interested, I'm sure that there is an Oracle deck with that theme. Um, And an Oracle is just a person or an agency or a message that is considered to provide wise and insightful counsel. And so anything that is in these decks typically is on the positive side. And so if you have an intention um, or a question, or even just want to have a card weekly, which is actually what I recommend to start is just one card a week. And that is going to be your conversation piece. And you want to ask yourself, is, is this something that needs to be integrated right now? Do I have work to do around this topic or this message? And you know what? If it's not in alignment, draw another one. There's no right way to do it. In each book, when you buy an Oracle deck, there are recommenda- recommendations around um, how to do spreads. And, you know, it just depends on how invested you want to get, but It's a tool outside of you to remind you of the tool that's already inside of you. So that's why I say you can't do it wrong because, you know, in mediumship, for example, a lot of people will lean on tarot cards in enduring mediumship readings and they don't need the tarot cards. They just need to open up 
to the other side. And so we we really do get um, a little hung up on the physical, the things outside of us to bring us messages. And it is, I, I mean, I love that part of working with spirit because we do like seeing the signs. We do like seeing, you know, the Robin show up or the, the 1111 on the clock. There's definitely amazing things that show up in the physical world. I am huge at visual. I love beautiful things. So I would never want to take that away or that experience away. But these are Oracle cards are kind of training wheels to where you'll just start to get downloaded messages and not need the cards in the future. And they come with a book and each card has a description and what it means. And I've worked with decks for 15 years now that I've just had for my own personal needs. And now I never open the book because I have such a relationship with certain decks that they have a meaning that's specific to me for me that I don't, I don't need to read any further because there is an energy that when I see that card, I'm like, Oh, I know what that means. So get yourself an Oracle deck. Allow yourself to go wherever, if you have a Barnes & Noble or if you like to shop online. There's so many, many, many decks out there. There's dogs or roses or angels or goddesses, fairies, dragons even, whatever you're into. Get a deck, draw a card once a week, and start to work with that card, that energy, and integrate it into your daily practices. You you really can't go wrong. And so today I did pull two just to share with you guys, just to start off your Wednesday if you're listening to this when it gets released. And I love working with feminine energy. I'm sure you all know that by now. But um, this is Oracle of the Roses by Sherilyn Darcy. And this deck is stunning, like vintage roses. So, so, so beautiful. And so before I got on here, um, I did draw a card and it was the sensualist La France Rose. I will read it to you. Passion and even romance are in focus, but these energies can pertain to activities and concepts, not just people. Time to let your hair down, enjoy yourself, and throw caution to the wind. For a while, anyway. The warning is to not let yourself get too far away from the ground, or you may just float off. I feel like this is my life. Still, you may attract and admire at the moment. The sensualist is the lover of all things that delight and light up their mind, body, and soul. They know how to enjoy themselves but they are not selfish in their pursuits, much preferring company along for the ride. This is so appropriate for me. I hope this resonates with you guys as well. But I am absolutely about enjoying myself and bringing you along with me. So the sensualist, that's that's what we're focusing on today. And um, there's a question with this card. So ask yourself, what did you notice today that captured your attention? So moving forward, if you're listening to this in the morning, see what lights you up, see what energizes you. The astrological sign associated with this card is Scorpio, and the meaning is seduction, affection, pleasure, spontaneity, and sexuality. You know, it's interesting, and I cannot remember the assessment I took. I know it had like you in it, like Y-O-U, but I don't remember the details, but I'd like to get more information for you. But I did this assessment a while back. And 
it it it's all about what your like um, driving force is, what energizes you. And I remember when my assessment came back, I was in a very vulnerable place. It was years ago. And it said vanity. So my driving force was vanity and it felt awful. I was I started to cry actually. And this um, woman who was doing the assessment for me, she was so lovely and she's like, Why does this make you sad? This is this is amazing. Like think of all the beauty in Europe and and it started kind of painting this poetic story about how we need beauty in the world and explaining that that's what gives me energy. And so instead of going to the gym to be energized, she told me to hold a pair of beautiful shoes. <laughs> and I was like, that actually does make sense. And so I feel more energized when I am around beauty, whether it just be sitting in my office or going to a coffee shop, um, going and watching the sunset. That's what lights me up. And so we do need to kind of assess what energizes us and not have shame around what comes up because you could be like me and it could be vanity. And that doesn't mean we're vain. It means that we appreciate aesthetic and the world needs that. I mean, think of just mother nature in general, like the divine feminine, mother earth, gorgeous, but she also has her seasons and so do we, so does the feminine. And so this is this is a card that is calling us into the sensual season, the sensualist. Um, pay attention to beauty, what makes you feel good, buy yourself some flowers perhaps, and journal about it. And so if I drew this card for myself, I would you know, I'd really look at the image. I'd write down how I feel in my body. Sometimes cards like this can agitate us. If you're somebody that isn't, um, that's very in their masculine, this could be annoying. It, you know, leaning in the feminine is very vulnerable because of our past, because of history in general. And so that needs your attention. Everything that is going on, there's a reason, there's a call. So don't have shame if a card makes you angry. Don't have shame if you are overly emotional and you need to revisit it later. Or you draw a card for a week and you never can even hit the pages because it's so activating. You're being activated because there's a message underneath. And so this is the practice. Oracle cards are all about having conversations with yourself and then allowing information to come through you to serve you. And sometimes I'll start off with what can serve me today? Today, that's it. What can serve me today? We have so much work to do. This this whole spiritual evolution, the growth, the path that we're on is is eternal. So the masculine wants to check off the boxes. The masculine wants to get it done. Completion. Check. Done. Next. That is not how the feminine works. We have so much to learn, but we've also learned so much. So we want to be here and be present and live a beautiful life. And then when it's right for us in the right environment, allow ourselves to embody more, accept more, learn more, grow more. And it's, it's not going to always be the same. Today, I might be working on being a sensualist. In four days, I could be completely in my masculine and working on some confidence issues. It's all about you and where you're at and what's going on inside of you and then learning how to listen to that, that gut feeling, that, that um, solar plex response. So the next card that I drew for us is from the deck Woodland Mordens. Uh, this is by Jessica Rue. 
And it's just a gorgeous, she does um, all the drawings and it's just a really gorgeous book uh, with animals and I think some insects. Well, yeah, now that I just look at the card. Uh, this one is the dragonfly and the pansy. And this card represents balance. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. Perching with a delicate grace, the dragonfly is a symbol of balance. Nimble and attuned as a dancer, it moves effortlessly through the air, shifting direction with ease. Pansies are named for the French word panzi, meaning thought, and were given by the Victorians as tokens of thoughtfulness. Together, the dragonfly and pansy indicate a harmony of thought in action. Like a dragonfly hovering above water, you are healthy and confident. Your physical skill is matched by your mental and emotional strength. Some questions for you. Is my attention shared among my various interests and endeavors, or do I tend to favor just one? Am I satisfied by how I spend my time and energy? And how can I build more balance into my life? So this is where I'm going to kind of just give you a message that's coming through. Uh, I love that these are coming through for me because one thing I teach about is bringing in more of the feminine. I'm actually teaching a class on the divine feminine this coming Tuesday, the 16th, if you are interested. And Having the card, the sensualist, come through does not surprise me. Um, the fact that it says uh, La France Rose, and then there's another French reference for this dragonfly card is awesome. But they, these decks have nothing to do with each other. And uh, the retreat that I'm doing is Jouvois. So I definitely have uh, maybe a past life in France. I do not know French. I'd love to know French. Can Spirit just download that for me? That would be wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> But when, when you get a card like sensuality and then you get a card like balance, it's telling me that we are unbalanced, which I already know this as a culture, but it's bring in the femininity, but don't think that we have to abandon the masculine. And sometimes the pendulum swings and we don't even know it. You, it's all about duality, like the yin and the yang, you know, um, and I know I said that wrong, forgive me. When you look at the symbol, they're intertwined with each other so beautifully. They they both have space for each other and honor the other. And the masculine and the feminine are the same. We need both inside of us and we need to honor both. But right now, we are heavy on the masculine. And so we need to invite the feminine in, but don't shame the masculine. The masculine has done great things. The masculine is still doing great things. So we need to have gratitude for the masculine energy inside us and outside of us, and then invite in more feminine. And that is when our lives will drastically change, is when we can hold space for both without shaming the other. The most masculine women I know, and they do not appear masculine, it's just how they show up in their lives or run their business. They have sensitivities, uh, sometimes judgments, trigger points around 
feminine. And so I cannot tell you how many times in my life that I have uh, pushed people, triggered people, because I'm so into my feminine. And then we end up being friends or working together, and then they say, you affected me in this way. And I say, I know, (laughs) I'm used to that. But it's because of what we've been taught. And so then, and I, believe me, when I started to do all of my um, work into the feminine, I did have times where I judged the masculine. It's, it's like, we just do it. We think if this is right, then over there is wrong. No, it's not true. And so we have to kind of reprogram our thinking of, I, I create space for the feminine in me, and this is how I nurture her, and this is where I give her a voice. I also create space for the masculine, and this is how I nurture him, and this is how I give him space. And I, I shouldn't be using the pronouns him and her because this is all energy. And it's it's not that I have like a man inside of me. I have masculine energy inside of me and feminine energy inside of me. And they dance together and they come in and out, just like I talk about the the inner child and the ego and our higher selves. So many facets we have going on at any given time. So with that brief description of the feminine and masculine energy, please invite this message into you and your space and your heart today and this week. And just focus on where are you dominant? Are you dominant in the masculine? Are you dominant in the feminine? Because I think if you're listening to this, then it's probably that you're dominant in the masculine. And this is a call for you to really step into your sensuality. Bring in more spontaneity, pleasure, beautiful things and textures and sounds and smells every day, every single day, and then see what comes up for you. Where does this feel disruptive or imbalanced? And does it feel imbalanced because you're uncomfortable or does it feel imbalanced because you've abandoned that aspect of yourself for so long that it's unrecognizable or are you just it's, it doesn't feel good. If it doesn't feel good, then absolutely listen to yourself and don't do it. But I, I really think that we are all being called, especially women, to lean in to more of our feminine energy. And men too. I mean, men are being so attacked on so many levels right now. And so surrendering into their feminine energy wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. And and that's going to just look like allowing themselves to honor their emotions and their feelings. And you buy yourself flowers too. I mean, I men love flowers. I put fresh flowers in my son's bathroom and I have for a very long time. They are 19, one is in college and one is 14. And they're used to it, but I don't realize it's not a thing until people comment like your boys have flowers in their bathroom. Well, yeah, they do. I, you know, I, I want everybody in my home and my, my space to be around beauty. That's just who I am. And so they enjoy that. And sometimes I'll put them in their room. You know, I like to buy bunches of uh, bouquets and then make my own little bouquets to put around the house. So this is, this is the message that came through and then get Oracle cards, if you do not have them, and begin a daily practice. If it's a half a page, fine. If it's one sentence, great. Anything to get you in a place where you start having a conversation with you is the first step to getting into yourself, 
You can talk to your inner child. You can talk to your higher self. You can simply pull a card and say, what is the message from my inner child this week? What is the message from my higher self? What will give me the most confidence this week? And draw a card. Anything that you want to ask. And don't second guess it. Just lean in and write about it. You can't do it wrong. You really, really can't. So I hope that this was beneficial. I hope it started off your Wednesday beautifully. Thank you, as always, for listening. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your time with me. It means so much to me. I hope that this episode brought insight, awareness, and wisdom to your healing journey. If you would like to support my journey further, I would love a written review and for you to share this episode with anyone you think may benefit. These reviews really help the podcast to grow and of course, encourage me to continue serving spirit. If you'd like to connect with me on other platforms, please find me on Instagram at the medium experience. If you'd like to work with me or learn more about my spiritual retreats, you can visit www.themediumexperience.com. Again, thank you so much for your time. Cheers to you and to living a beautiful spirit-led life.